to another episode of Sensational Customer Experiences. This is the show where we explore the idea that everything your customer knows about you is a direct result of input from their five senses. It's what they see, hear, taste, smell, and touch that determines how much they love you. And now here's your host and consumer experience expert, Wes Miller. And welcome to another episode of Sensational Customer Experiences. Again, I'm your we- uh, host, Wes Miller, and I'm excited to be here with yet another phenomenal guest that we uh, disco- uh, discovered and is doing some great sensational kinds of things. And uh, that would be George Bundy, who is the CEO of BRS Media. BRS Media is a media company in San Francisco. I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm going to let him do some of his own introductions to tell us a little bit about what he does. Um, Of course, I'm familiar with it and I'm very excited about it, which is the reason why I invited him to be a guest today and to share with you some of his thoughts on how you can really impact people in a sensory kind of way. George, how are you? Good, Wes. Thank you for uh, uh, inviting me to uh, this podcast. I think we'll have a uh, great, exciting time. I I know you're going to be sharing some things that are brand new to the uh, marketplace, and hopefully everyone out there listening is going to get excited about these new these new products and services that are now available in the marketplace. Uh, at the end, I'm going to take some time and share how I'm actually going to tap into that, thanks to you, and you're kind of coaching me on how to utilize some of these new services. But before we get to that, why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about BRS Media, what it is you do, and how you do it. All right. Well, first off, um, what we do in in basically a quick elevator uh, speech with regards to that is we're a brand registry service company that runs a top-level domains, uh, specifically in our space, uh, .am and .fm. You might be familiar with another uh, some podcasts, some podcast offerings, services, some radio stations, and others use .fm as their top-level domain, uh, much like .com and .org. We've been running both of those for 20 years now. It's been 20 years since we've been doing this, and and we like to think that even then we were kind of on the forefront of brand marketing and you know ideas and receptions and giving individuals the opportunity to grow in that space. And and yeah, what we're going to talk about today and maybe takes that to another level. I, I know I listen to some radio stations here in Las Vegas, and I hear them do a call out for their websites, and their website is you know the name of the radio station .fm, and I guess that's connected to you and and the work that you do. Yeah, any any of those stations, podcasters, or you know even non traditional media companies uh, are clients that use the .fm station in Vegas, stations in Portland, stations in Moscow. Southwest Airlines, Carrie Underwood, Will I Am, Will.I.AM is, is another one on the AM side of things. So those are our clients, and that's what uh, we've been doing. That's what we do. That's basically, in a nutshell, what we offer. And with that, that goes in line with what we're going to be talking about today. So I suppose that really helps your clients uh, identify their branding better when they can use that .fm, particularly if they're a radio station or if they're in the media business. I guess Will I Am, that, that's a good one. I'm going to type that in and, and check it out. I was not familiar with that one. Yeah, Will.I.AM is an example. And even, like I said, non-traditional usages. Uh, Carrie Underwood uses it for her fan base. 
uh, as an example, and selling tickets is, is sort of the one. And like I said, traditional radio stations use that with their call letters or their slogan. It does make them sort of stand out in the mix of millions and millions of, of, of websites on the internet as a sort of unique branding opportunity. So it's carrieunderwood.fm? Yes, it is. And so that's used to kind of promote herself to the fan base. It, it is her fan base. They sell tickets for her concert, her new CD, or if you will, her new album. Since <laughs> we're no longer in the CD realm of things, it's more in a digital space. Her new album is being promoted there, a new concert. And Southwest Airlines, as an example, is another client that does things like has startup artists come on some of the planes in the middle of the flight. They take videos and introductions and they put that on Southwest.fm. Southwest.fm. So so, portal for the airline. So Southwest is using this as a way to brand kind of a radio or just a, a media kind of broadcast program, huh? Right, right. And so we see usages well above and beyond internet radio, radio and podcast as sort of uh, anything in the media streaming music entertainment segment. That is really interesting. I knew that there were a lot of radio stations utilizing the .fm and the .am, but it's interesting to hear how other businesses such as Southwest and even entertainers like Carrie Underwood are using this as a way to differentiate themselves in the marketplace uh, and on the on the uh, internet. Right, so, right. Of course, the, the natural question that comes up is, so... How did this get started? How did .fm and .am, how did they become an extension? How did they become part of the internet and how did you get involved with that? Well, again, we've been doing this as far as marketing those extensions to the worldwide audience 20 years ago. It was uh, 1998 uh, when most of us still were on dial-up connections. And quite frankly, most of us were not able to listen to audio on the internet, in the, on the internet which kind of gives you an indication of how things have progressed. Um, both the AM and the FM are what to be considered technically country code top-level domain names. And that differs according to generic ones like .com and .org. Country codes are like .us in the United States or .jp in Japan. FM is um, from the Federated States of Micronesia and AM is from Armenia. And we have two long-term relationships with both those countries to help them expand their extension to a worldwide audience. And again, we've been doing that for 20 years now. So these codes, in fact, it's interesting you bring that up because this morning I was working with someone who had a website .ca and I immediately recognize that as being different from a .com. And let me guess, let me guess, because this company was out of Toronto. So would .ca be Canada? It is Canada's top level country code. Now I get it. So these, these, these two letter codes belong to countries. And then you were able to get involved with, you said, the Federated States of Micronesia in Armenia in marketing their country codes to companies and folks who wanted to... To a worldwide audience, right. I mean, again, both of those countries use and utilize their extensions within the country itself. 
but they saw an opportunity to rebrand their extension to a larger audience than what the country has. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, .us is used in the U.S. and .ca in Canada, and there's a large market there. In some of these other countries, it's less of a market there. This is an opportunity for them to take that extension to a worldwide audience. Most of these extensions that are in certain countries like .in for India can be purchased by anyone, not just those in India. CA is a little bit unique. You have to have a Canadian presence. And technically in the U.S., to get a .US, you have to have a U.S. presence. But many of these country codes, there's no restrictions on. .TV, as an example, is another one that's a traditional country code that's used as a rebrand all over the world. Interesting. So, of course, that brings my next question up, which would be, how do people secure those domains? Well, again, just like you would be able to purchase a .com or .org, you can go to your favorite retailer where you buy domain names and they're able to be purchased there. And that would be the large companies like Network Solutions, Namecheap, GoDaddy, any retailer that sells domain names, the AM and the FM are on the shelf there very close to, you know, like you would buy a .org or .com. So, so you're very kind. I'm a little more in your face. And I actually know because we've had this conversation before that you are a retailer. And we do. Uh, we are so, in a unique position. So, so use this as an opportunity to plug your retail site as well as a place to where people can purchase. Well, again, yes, things. you can buy it from us directly or you can buy it from your favorite retailer. You can go to get getget.fm and, and, and buy it from us. Or there you can also see all the retailers that offer the extension and the different varieties of options they have um, with regards to that. So, so that's get, uh, for everybody out there listening, that's get.fm. That's G-E-T period F-M. You type that in. No, you don't need a .com because that's not what it is. It's a .fm. Type that in. It'll take you to the retail page where you can purchase your own .fm uh, or .am or I guess a bunch of other dots as well. Right. We offer radio.am and radio.fm, am and fm. So the top level and radio extensions if you're focused specifically on media or audio. So there's a number of different options available. Okay. Well, moving right along, I want to get right into the exciting news of the day. And that's the reason why I was very excited to schedule this, uh, especially when you think about our sensational experience theme that we really are promoting. And that is this new way of getting an address for a, a website or a domain. And that address involves the, the latest, newest, fun thing. I see all the particularly young people and people that are savvy with, with smartphones using, and that is emojis. And I'm going to let you just tell the, tell the world about the emojis and what you're doing with that and how yeah. that works. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously emojis usage and social media and texting is not new per se. You, it might be a generational thing, but, but it's not new. A smiley face, uh, whatever, I heart, whatever, and things like that are not new. But in the technical aspect of the way they're used in web addresses are somewhat new. And it's been about four or five months we announced that we were uh, able to offer customers on the FM domain extension the opportunity to get and secure a domain with an emoji in it. So not just text, not just get, J-E-T, but actually you can get to a different part of our website by typing in the radio 
radio, the emojiradio.fm, and it will work like any other domain. So on a visual aspect, it, it provides a whole different level of branding and marketing to the end user who wants to have a great uh, domain op- option. When you first told me about this, I was fascinated by it. Uh, emoji. So like any emoji, are there certain, only certain emojis that qualify? Can I create my own emoji? I mean, how does that, how does that really work? And where do I find these emojis that I want to use? Well, uh, there is a Uniford consortium that assigns emojis in particular. There's ones obviously in your keyboard, on your phone, and there are certain ones that obviously are more popular than others. There's about, I would say, about 2,500, and every year there's a list of potentially new emojis that come out that are eventually added to the keyboards of your phone and other things like that. Um, And of those, due to a variation effect, we've focused on about 1,150 of those 2,500 emojis. We've focused on what could potentially be in a domain name. And so there's a lot of options. Um, so does that mean I could go out? To, so does that mean I could go out and get the emoji like a heart, and so I could have the heart to you dot com address? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. In, in the in the FM space, you can have any variety of those options. Obviously, I think like heart and I heart smiley face and things like that are all different variables that would be available to you within our extension. So I can get that as a dot com. Uh, no, you can't actually get that in a dot com. Uh, they're not offering that in the dot com space. At one point in time, they did. For a short period of time, they no longer offer that. In the dot-com space, you cannot get emojis. So emojis is something that is limited to the .fm then? There are a few uh, country codes that allow an experimental basis within that, and the FM is one of the few that do that right now, yes. That's where I want to make my exciting announcement then. When you told me about this, I decided that would be a really cool way to market this program and what we do using an emoji. So I'm going to announce this to the world. We we have our own emoji web address, and that would be get your pencils ready, or I should say get your smartphones ready, and that would be the microphone emoji. So the microphone emoji dot radio dot FM. And we're very excited about that. We're in the process. We've just secured that, and we're in the process of where you'll be able to put that into your smartphone, and it'll take you right to the program listening page for listening to our show, Sensational Customer Experiences. Uh, We're excited because it makes me feel like we're really on the cutting edge of what's new and what's hip. Uh, But one thing you shared, I was, of course, excited about this being a smartphone way to access the program, but you shared some new information that was just announced like very recently. Tell us about that. Last week or a couple of weeks ago. Right. Exactly. We get this from time to time. Again, it's very much as far as emojis in domain names on the cutting edge. And a lot of the response we get back is, okay, you know, in your keyboard on your phone or your iPhone, it's somewhat easy to flip from text to emojis, but it's a little bit more complicated in the PC space. I mean, your keyboard on your computer does not have an emoji shortcut like there is on your phone with regards to it. But we see this changing over time. And yes, within the last month or so, Google's latest Chrome 
browser offers a shortcut emoji right within the address bar of the browser. If you go to your current version of Chrome, in the address bar where you would type in a domain name, you right-click, and there's a shortcut that says emojis that will have a pull-down menu of all the emojis. You pick the one you want, like microphone, and you type dot radio dot FM, and you can easily get to your website. That is exciting. This this is something that you know when you when I'm first hearing it, it sounds kind of cutesy that we can have these. We can use our phones now to promote our brands. We can now use Chrome to do that. And for the the business person or the the listener out there who says, yeah, that's that's cutesy, but how could I use that to really benefit my business? I, of course, see it from the whole sensory kind of thing. But George, why don't you share your thoughts about why should businesses and, you know, for that matter, individuals get on board with, you know, utilizing the emoji concept when it comes to web addresses? Well, there is a number of studies that talk about emoji usages, obviously in the tech space and social media, and and again, maybe the younger generations and why they use emojis, why they're feeling it's really quick explanation of to a perception, um, a visual aspect of what it is. It adds a whole other layer to what you're communicating. So again, coming back to what you talk about, this, you know, the visual aspect of touching and feeling and looking at things like this, this adds a whole nother level and something that we've not seen in the domain space. And again, if you go back to the origin of domain names, domain names are just a mask for IP numbers. Again, like telephone numbers that are six, eight, nine digits long. They're not easy to remember. It sort of reckons back to the old and maybe we're getting a little bit too old, uh, telephone days where you would have like, you know, like six, five, and then a, your name. Because again, numbers were harder to remember, but a name was easier. The same principle domain names come into. Instead of typing 192.648.whatever, you type in a domain name, get.fm. Well, this takes it to another level right there. If you want to get to the web address, it's radio emoji. It's the radio emoji.fm. And right there when you see it, it's right there in front of you. So on the visual aspect of marketing, branding, your URL, it takes it to a whole new level. So the radio emoji.fm is going to go to your page? Yes. It, it's, it, if you type that in now in a browser or, or on your smartphone, it'll go right to our emoji page on GetFM. And again, because I'm, I'm remedial on this, let me walk through this. So I need to get the latest edition of Chrome. And then in the... Yes, if you have Chrome, they automatically update that every month with regards to it. So most people should probably have the current version. Okay, so I don't and even need to do anything. Able- I should have it. If you if you have Chrome already downloaded, chances are the newest version has already been updated. And then I right click in the address in the address. You right click in the address bar, and, and emojis the top field, is going to be an uh, option for me. Right, emojis would be the option. I when click, click I the emoji, I emoji, collect, find the radio, then type dot fm, enter, and it's going to go to you. It's simple as that. And you're absolutely right. That is going to be so easy for. I know for me to remember, and I bet a lot of people will find that very easy to remember because, I mean, how many times have you seen an ad or heard someone reference their website saying, you know, go to our website and it's some convoluted name that you can't possibly remember, or, you know, if there's an S on the end of the name and you only type in without the S, and of course that goes to something different. Like today, I went to go to Gmail and I accidentally typed in mail, uh, M-A-I-L.com, and it took me to a newspaper. Page. 
which take you to a whole different address. Well, right. I mean, this is what we talk about all the time. And even back 20 years ago, when we started marketing the extensions to the radio stations, the radio stations are a perfectly good example. You're driving down the road, listening to the radio station, and you get their website for their disc jockey. And it's like, you know, rock 100.9, the best rock of Las Vegas.com. Well, I mean, how how are you going to remember that driving down the road? It's just too complicated. Exactly. We, we have to simplify this. So again, the whole idea is short, sweet, and again, visual. A lot of what we see on the aspect of marketing emoji domain names are going to be in a visual aspect. You'll see it there. Sure, I can tell you it's the radio emoji.fm, but if we market that across, you know, marketing visual media, print, billboards, whatever the case may be, it's right there in your face. Simple as that. This is just fascinating, and I hope people out there are are picking up what you're putting down. That from especially as you think about our theme here of really talking about sensory, sensational concepts, this is really the type of stuff where you can tap into you know the, a very sensory way of promoting your brand and who you are and what you do. From the sounds of it, you've explained that there's ways to utilize multiple emojis in one address. Do you have some examples of some companies or groups out there that are already jumping on board and doing it right? Well, we have, I mean, there are, there's a number that have started, you know, uh, buying these and, and using them. There's one of the artists that's created a couple of songs for Christmas uh, have purchased uh, the snowman.fm and that goes to their SoundCloud page where they have a couple of Christmas songs with regards to it. So that's sort of an interesting play on that. And so I think the thing is we're still just now beginning to see some of the traction where people are getting an idea of what they can do with the domain names and then coming up with a creative way of figuring out which domain names or which combination of domain names they want to go and build a brand off of. So here's here's a marketing opportunity for listeners. If you think you have a clever, unique, uh, sensational way to market your business using emojis, go get it registered. You go to get.fm or the radio emoji.fm, whichever is easier for you to remember. Get that emoji uh, domain and let us know. And we we do have an episode page as part of our uh, website for this program. And George, we'd love to even get a list from you if you've got some of your clients. I think we'll definitely put southwest.fm on there. But if you have some that are using the emojis, we'd like to list those as a way to kind of give people some ideas of what to do and what works and what could be really a, a unique way to, in a sensory mode, promote their brand using the emojis. Right, right. And so we see this as, like I said, great opportunity to get on the, if you will, cutting edge start of this. And the whole idea is it's different because, again, we've not seen in the domain space this type of activity. But obviously, we see, you know, across social media, across you know, even email subject lines. I mean, you go to your email now and you look at some of the subject lines and the marketing of what you see is an emoji. And the same thing we're talking about here. If you've got a hundred emails, you're looking at just the subject line and you see a couple of them with unique emojis in there. That catch your attention right away? Sure it does. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why that stands out. Uh, so uh, I think that's a perfect example, if you will, of what the opportunities might bring to a visual domain extension. Well, I know one thing we're going to be doing here is taking our microphone.radio.fm emoji domain address. I'm going to be using that on the phone to text message out friends and associates we're going to put that into our Facebook page and our LinkedIn page so people can quickly and easily see that branded uh, emoji address. And one of the things that I, I kind of picked up on this, I didn't realize it initially, and then I you, you talked to me about this, and that is that it doesn't have to be an address for a separate or a brand new page. It can actually be the emoji uh, address that goes to an existing page. So our current existing web page is sensationalcustomerexperiences.com or if you type in the microphone.radio.fm, it's going to go to the same place. Well, we have different opportunities for different domain names for different usages. And yeah, again, the whole idea, we see this from time to time, whether it's like a separate, like even ours with regards to it. If you want to get to get.fm, it's right there on the main page. If you type in the radiomoji.fm, it takes you to the emoji page on get.fm. And that's, and that's an example here. Other examples would be like southwest.fm. If you go to southwest.fm, it's going to have videos and music related to that. But that's not where you buy a ticket for the airline. That's over at southwest.com, and there's complete separation there. So you have to utilize, am I going to build a whole entire website for this? That's great if you're going to do that and create that, and you can tie that back to your .com or whatever the case may be, or it could be standalone separate or just be a subdirectory of that. But it's always nice to have a separate URL and a unique standing brand with this. And again, the same thing we see with like a Carrie Underwood, which she has her official .com address that she uses for her albums and stuff like that. And then the .fm for the fan base selling the tickets and merchandise. This has been a fascinating uh, introduction to yet the ever-changing digital world that we're in and, and the latest uh, ways that we can utilize digital things. This is, I'm, I'm going to move to the part of our show. We always ask our guests some fun sensory kind of questions, and I have one for you. And that sensory question would be, if you didn't have ketchup, what else would you dip your fries in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those kind of questions. We, we take it completely off topic, but think about it from a sensory standpoint. If you didn't have ketchup, where would you be dipping your fries? It's an interesting question because I have an answer that I didn't even have to think twice about. Mayonnaise. Okay. Tell me more about that. <laughs> I've never <laughs> dipped fries in mayonnaise. Is this like you do And this I didn't either a couple of years ago, but this comes back to an unbelievably different um, sensory feel to it than ketchup. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's just sort of like, it's one of these things that just stumbled across and uh, this, I use it actually of, more than ketchup now. Is this one of those things like the, the chocolate bar accidentally landed in the peanut butter and next thing you know, you have this great combination? Is that what exactly. happened? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just comes with one of these issues. So it's interesting you bring up that question because it's just sort of like I have a perfect example of what I would now prefer to get. No, I don't want the ketchup. I want the mayonnaise for my fries. Everyone out there, we have something new to try. Get those fries and the mayonnaise out and uh, give that a try and see what you think. Gosh, I was not expecting that answer, and but I love it. I, I will be trying that. So in 
in uh, finishing up, we also ask our guests to always, uh, we get to this, it's part of the program we call That Makes Sense to Me. And it's where we ask our guests to give us a couple of strategic ideas, uh, your top suggestions for strategies that people should be doing when it comes to the, you know, the whole sensory, sensational experience concept. So, George, do you have a couple of thoughts or strategies that you'd like to recommend for our That Makes Sense to Me segment? I think what we see now with regards to, and especially, I guess, in 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 the digital realm of things, how other uh, things, you know, I think that um, what we continue to see is the aspect of social media. I think that anyone out there who obviously in the space we're talking about, we're talking about building a digital brand online, you can't forget about what social media brings to it. It levels the playing field. The whole idea in 20 years prior, you know, 20 years back when we first started this, what the what the internet brought to us to some degree was a level playing field that small companies and big companies can compete. Almost 20 years later, you kind of feel that doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as much now. The big companies have an awful lot to say on what goes on in the internet. But at the same time, you have the ability through, whether it's Twitter and Instagram or Snapchat or even Facebook to some degree, to get your brand out there and continue to succeed. And I think there needs to be a whole package of, yes, you need to have your own independent presence and that would be wrapped around an emoji domain name or a domain name. But that should not take away from how you're interacting with your users across social media. That's very important these days. And that hasn't changed. No matter what all the drama and sometimes backlash we hear across social media, you still have to understand that that is a force to be reckoned with and you should be able to take full advantage of that. So the message is do not underestimate how important social media is to building your brand any particular social media platforms that you think are poised to be the most important or most successful ones moving forward or well, just take that your changes. Pick? I mean you right. I mean you can ask that question from year to year and I think for the most part that changes. Obviously Instagram is very important, Snapchat is very important. Some of these newer ones are obviously important. But at the same time, the old traditional ones aren't that bad either. I mean, you know, we have close to 750,000 followers on our Facebook page. I mean, we're poised to, within the next two months, reach a million followers on Facebook. There is well over 2 billion plus people still on Facebook, no matter what the, you know, you like or dislike about that platform. It is a force to be reckoned with that you should be able to take full advantage. And knowing going in, obviously, that it is a business website for a company, but you should be able to still work within that means and do that. The same with Instagram or Snapchat or anything else like that. I think that's ironic too and bringing up a whole different subject with regards to how big companies also fail at social media. Just this week, Google announced that they're closing down their Google Plus, which was their solution to social media at the start of Facebook and Twitter. It didn't work. Google did not succeed. <laughs> There's success and failures in this, but I think as you as a whole, as a company, as an individual or starting somebody in the podcast or anything like that, have to look at it like I need to be everywhere where there's a presence across social media. I have to agree with that. I recently was with um, a group of people who are podcast promoters, and they were sharing how they built a listening audience of 15,000 listeners to their program utilizing only Instagram. That right there says it all. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't take 
away from your podcast, your presence, your website, but you have to be able to understand the power of those social media brands and how to utilize it as much as you can to take advantage of it. All righty. And thanks to what you're doing, we now have yet another tool in our arsenal, that of emojis, to help enhance our presence on social media, on smartphones, on the new Chrome web pages, etc., etc. Uh, a new way to, in a sensory kind of mode, reach even more of our customers and uh, our clients and whatnot. So, uh, George, I, I want to thank you for spending some time with us this afternoon. Always a pleasure to get the insights. You're, you're always on the cutting edge edge of what's new and what's happening. It's something that, you know, as you indicated, this is your 20th anniversary in this and uh, it sure shows and we really appreciate being able to tap into that today. Well, thanks for the opportunity to be on your podcast. And hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again. There'll be some new things that you'll come back and tell us about that can help our listeners with sensory experiences in the digital world. Sounds great. All righty. And thank you so much. And to our listeners out there, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Certainly head over to sensationalcustomerexperiences.com or what I'm going to prefer moving forward real soon, the microphone emoji.radio.fm. Get to our page, check out the episode page for this where we're going to list some of the unique emoji addresses. Go get yours and let us know what it is you decided on. We'd like to promote that as well. I think this is a really unique and clever way to uh, help the experience of your customers. And until our next show, remember, if you can sense it, your customers can too. So long for now. For free tips, resources, and information, visit sensationalcustomerexperiences.com your premier experience brand brought to you by Training for Results, located in the sensory capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Until next time, remember, if you can sense it, your customers can too.